I'm Jeff Saperstein, co-author with Hunter Hastings of the book, The Interconnected Individual, Seizing Opportunity in the Era of AI, Platforms, Apps, and Global Exchanges. As an interconnected individual, you will want to know how cutting-edge thinking can help you design, implement, manage, and enjoy your own individual economy. Today, we're talking with Alan Blue, Vice President, Product Management, and Co-Founder at LinkedIn. Alan has been with LinkedIn from the very beginning when LinkedIn was just a concept to now when it is the largest global platform for connecting people to work and creating new opportunity. Alan was very generous with his guidance and perspective for the publication of my business case study, LinkedIn, Bridging the Global Employment Gap, and he contributed his perspective in the interconnected individual. We'll discuss the LinkedIn vision and how you can best use LinkedIn to improve your own sense of purpose, networking, and achieve a fulfilling career. So let's begin. Welcome, Alan. Thank you very much for having me. Great to talk to you. Thank you. So um, my first question to you, Alan, is a broad one. What, what is the LinkedIn vision moving forward? And specifically, the economic graph, uh, which many of our listeners may not be familiar with. Well, you and I have had a chance to talk about this at length uh, as we were uh, doing interviews for the book. Um, and uh, it's a it's definitely a big topic, and I'll try to boil it down. Um, when we began working on LinkedIn, we had a specific focus for it, which was uh, the professionals are more successful when they give and get help uh, from and for other professionals. So uh, if I'm able to help people out, they are more successful, and so am I. And also, if I call on them, I can get an answer more quickly. I can achieve my goals more readily. Uh, but it was very focused on the individual uh, making their own uh, way in their professional career, but with the help of people they know and trust. That is still the vision that we pursue today. But now uh, we apply it explicitly to many more things. Back in the day, it was simply a people search. But now there are specific mechanisms through LinkedIn to apply it to job search, uh, to get help when you're actually looking for a job or when you're hiring or when you're selling something or when you're marketing something or when you're simply trying to make a great professional decision, whether it be for your work or for your, uh, uh, for your career. And now that LinkedIn is part of Microsoft, we have more opportunities to provide the knowledge and know-how in your network into the work that you do on a regular basis. In building that overall uh, network to allow people to take advantage of the knowledge in the heads of the people around them, uh, we were able to step back and kind of look at the entire network from a distance. And when you step back that way, you're able to see trends uh, and information which are simply not really available anywhere else. There are now almost 600 million people on LinkedIn. And with 600 million people, all of whom have profiles, which include where they've worked, where they work now, where they went to school, relationships between them, you're able to actually observe in real time how the world of work and the economy operates. So when we step back, we can see the flow of people between companies, between regions, into new industries, the development of new skills, 
the uh, impact of new technologies. And we're able to uh, work with organizations, whether it be uh, governments or companies to help provide this insight, to help them make better decisions. Uh, and we're able to work with individuals in order to be able to help them navigate the changing world of work uh, more, uh, more comfortably, more confidently. One of the things which uh, the internet has always allowed since its very beginning is it's put a tremendous amount of information into the hands of individuals. Information which once might only have been available to someone who could pay a fortune to do research. That information is now at your fingertips all across the, the internet. And it's certainly at your fingertips when you use LinkedIn. It's built into the network view you get there. We call this overall approach, when you're stepping back and looking at the LinkedIn network as a whole, we call it the economic graph. And that is a big area of focus for us as we go forward, because LinkedIn's overall vision is that we will create economic opportunity for every member of the global workforce. And this mechanism for bringing insight to everyone who participates in the economy is a big part of it. That's very ambitious. And so um, I guess it would be correct to, to say, Alan, that you're raising collective and individual intelligence in real time with real information so that people can make better decisions and uh, really navigate their career and their business mm -hmm. in a much more connected and improved way. So uh, that's terrific. Um, so w moving from the, the global to the individual, mm -hmm. uh, how should one view LinkedIn as a platform for building and maintaining a professional network? And just as a side uh, note, you and I have talked about the fact that many, many people have LinkedIn accounts. Uh, they upload their CV and have a brief description from their CV of what they want and think they're done. And that's not really the best way of utilizing it um, or even thinking about it. So, so in, with that in mind, how should one view LinkedIn as a platform? So I don't think that there is simply one way to think about a network on LinkedIn. Um, I'll tell you about the way we think about it, because it aligns with the core concept of how we think about the product. That basically is that your network should be a set of people who you know and trust, who you are willing to help out. So uh, everyone I'm connected to on LinkedIn, and I have probably 1,800 connections, every single one of them, if they reached out to me and said, hey, Alan, can you help me with something? I would definitely consider it. I couldn't help in all cases, but I know them all well enough or have worked with them sufficiently in the past or have the right sort of notion of the context of our relationship that I would be able to help them out. So LinkedIn should really be a place where, uh, at least in my view and in the view of when you think about it here at LinkedIn, it should be a place where people represent those relationships with other folks so that the technology of helping you search your network, not just your first degree, but your second degree and your third degree, um, can basically be operating on information which comes through trusted resources. So uh, uh, I always think when someone invites me um, to, to join their network or, or for, for them to join mine, um, that basically we are, uh, if I have a good context and a, and, a, and a certainty that I will help them out, that's a connection I will make. If, however, I haven't worked with them enough 
to come to that conclusion, then I usually write back and say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not able to do that right now because you and I haven't worked together yet and I, I can't represent you to other people. Um, not everyone does it this way. Everyone can have a different approach to actually making it happen. But the essence of the network in the real world, apart from LinkedIn, is the generosity of individuals helping each other out. And that generosity is something which, especially as you become more senior and, 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 uh, and, and have more authority, have more to offer, it's not something you can give to everybody. So you build a network which basically uh, is one you are willing to help out. Now, I should add a caveat here. Um, this is something that uh, we think take very, very seriously. Networks are extraordinarily powerful things. And there are people in the world who literally, in the real world, do not have networks. Maybe they grew up in a location where all the people they knew worked in jobs or in areas they have no interest in actually pursuing. So the network they need, this ability for me to, say, pursue a particular kind of job, may simply be something I don't have. Um, in those cases, uh, LinkedIn is, we're turning our attention now to making sure that the networks we have are not unintentionally simply accelerating the success of people who are already su successful, but rather are truly powerful things which work for everyone. That's really democratization of opportunity, isn't it? It is, and it's a, it's a recognition that uh, I think is something which comes with the maturity of uh, the company and the things we've been able to observe over time. Um, we, through our economic graph work, we're, we're able to see where the LinkedIn network is strong and where it is not. And that has given us a very, um, it's it sobered our view of uh, the ubiquity of a professional network in the world and shown us how much more work we have to do to make it a reality for everyone. That's great, Alan. Um, you know, uh, you, you talked about extending in the second and third levels of uh, professional connections. There's an aspect of reputation building that um, LinkedIn affords. Uh, perhaps you could talk a little bit more about that reputation building, uh, the conscious reputation building that uh, the platform provides and how an individual should look at reputation building um, through LinkedIn. Reputation is, its first representation on LinkedIn is in fact through the connection graph. It's the people who essentially are, know you and are vouching for you. So again, the people who I'm connected to on LinkedIn, I personally am connected to on LinkedIn, are people who I've I can represent to someone else. I can say, here's how I know this person. What do I know about them? What do I think they're good at? Um, and that's going to be different from person to person, depending on the context in which I knew them. So the primary repository is the connection graph itself. However, on top of that, there are many signals which LinkedIn affords, which can help you build up greater visibility in terms of reputation. Um, which is uh, much more explicitly visible than the, uh, the implicit reputation which comes from your list of connections. So uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. So uh, LinkedIn for many years now has been a publishing platform. Uh, 
And one of the, uh, basically we, we allow you to essentially write uh, anything from short form posts like, uh, you know, very familiar short social network style posts all the way to sort of full blog length articles, uh, share video. It, it's, a, it's a fully fledged publishing mechanism for professionals and professional topics. When you're in that environment, and there are things where you would like to demonstrate your expertise. LinkedIn is a fantastic way to do it because not only can you get something out there, which can then be findable in the future. When somebody is evaluating your reputation, they can conclude from looking at the work you've done that basically, uh, and, and from the, uh, the things you've written that basically, you know what you're talking about. Um, but also it's a mechanism for building direct conversation with people who are interested in that topic. So, you know, um, uh, you know, Jeff, you have many, uh, <laughs> many areas of focus in, in your career and in the conversations that you and I had when we were talking about the book and about a business case that, that we worked on together uh, for LinkedIn. Um, that there are a lot of things where you have specific expertise and if you, you can write about those things and you can lead conversations about them on LinkedIn. The second thing is on your profile, uh, you know, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's profile is a much more flexible thing than a, uh, a CV or a resume. You can include multimedia on it. You can include lots of uh, links and connectivity to uh, systems outside of LinkedIn. So if people want to go see your work or see your contributions in other environments. Uh, so building up a, a powerful profile to establish reputation uh, normally by referring to uh, the, the work that you've done is very powerful. Uh, and then there's even a mechanism on profiles for people to recommend each other to essentially endorse their capabilities. So, uh, you know, I could endorse a connection for doing uh, product strategy and internet uh, because that's something I know about that my voice really matters. So if someone goes to that person's profile, it says Alan Blue endorsed this person for or product strategy and Alan Blue knows about it too. So that's an explicit mechanism for two connections to reflect publicly the things they uh, hold, the things about which they hold each other in high repute. That's fantastic. Um, you know, so many people think that uh, just getting a referral letter, uh, letter of reference, which traditionally was all they needed, was all that was available to them. And you've just opened up so many ways that people can really use LinkedIn to expand their reputation and have enable others to help them. Uh, I, I think that's terrific. And I, uh, Alan, I'd, I'd like to move on because I know we, uh, for time consideration, that uh, AI is being... Uh, uh, is being examined for its impact, not only for individual jobs, but in society as a whole, uh, displacing workers, uh, AI uh, being able to do um, both good things and nefarious things. Um, but how do you see AI enhanced LinkedIn, because LinkedIn does use AI, as benefiting society and improving social impact uh, either in communities, the world, specific uh, causes. Um, what role do you see yourselves playing in this? Well, it's a great question and a very broad one. Um, so, uh, you know, artificial intelligence is something where um, we are beginning to see it applied sort of universally across a lot of the things that we do. Uh, and it's a little hard to tell, but 
pretty much every interaction you have with any large scale product that lives on the internet. I mean, whether it's amazon.com or Netflix or certainly LinkedIn or Facebook, we are all taking advantage of artificial intelligence right now. Um, a couple of the ways that LinkedIn does it uh, are in our recommendation algorithms. Uh, this is a mechanism where we can uh, have an AI help bring to your attention uh, potential jobs you might be interested in, uh, people who you might wish to connect with, uh, content which might be valuable to, to, to you or to your network, uh, whether we are uh, recommending influencers who are writing interesting material or simply providing a notion of here are the people who you know whose opinion you trust most on a particular topic. So those are ways in which we're able to essentially use artificial intelligence to, to, to improve the, uh, the experience of each individual when they're actually using the product and bring more opportunity to them. In the question of, uh, of uh, the future uh, for uh, artificial intelligence and, and the impact it will have on the world of work, there's a huge amount to be said here. Um, I, I will say that there are, there are real there are real concerns about what that future might look like. And it's up to us now, including LinkedIn, maybe mostly including LinkedIn, because of the position we hold, to begin to aim some of our artificial intelligent effort, efforts in that direction, to make sure that the artificial intelligence, which is making the world of work more precarious, is also helping people navigate that world of work more completely. So an example would be, um, I mentioned the profile earlier, uh, but the we have a we have a mechanism using artificial intelligence to extract emerging skills and uh, new types of uh, of jobs from the profile information being provided to us. So uh, we scan profiles on a regular basis to see if there are any new pieces of technology out there or new capabilities which are required in the marketplace so that we can keep a our, our fingers on the pulse of what's new in the world. Uh, if we know those things, then we can work with educational institutions to help make sure they're beginning to prepare people to take those jobs. But we first started seeing this with the rise of the data science related uh, technologies several years ago. And uh, it's now obvious that data science is going to be one of these fast growing uh, ubiquitous roles. And we were able to detect it almost before there was a term like data science on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So this is where predictive analytics comes in and you're able to actually alert people to uh, what is coming as opposed to looking at what has been. Is that accurate? Yeah, I guess I would say that it's 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 predictive in its application. It's not predictive in its actual function because we're only detecting something which is actually already emerging in the world. However, yeah. we can tell right away that it it's going to grow, and that's a good opportunity to help people get ahead uh, when they're preparing and thinking about what their own career is going to look like. Fantastic, Alan. Uh, my last question to you. Um, what advice do you have for professionals who would like to know more about developing their values-driven identity for their enterprise and themselves? And by values-driven, 
Um, we're not talking about somebody just wanting a promotion within the company and the current function that they do. Uh, we're talking about people who want to transition maybe to a different line of work that has more meaning and purpose for them, or maybe some activities that may involve mentoring, uh, helping people, uh, teaching, uh, uh, sharing. Uh, so when we're looking at a values-based identity, it's being able to reimagine oneself, uh, doing different activities that align with stuff that matters to them. Um, uh, so what advice would you, would you give to people um, if they want to start an enterprise or they want to navigate their career and how LinkedIn has a role to play in reimagining themselves? Well, uh, it's a, it's a great question. And, you know, one of the, the great hopes for, for most people who work is to find something where the, the work that they do not only helps them, uh, you know, put food on the table and pay for the kids' college education, et cetera, et cetera, the sort of, you know, the, the requirements for life, but also something which is fulfilling, something about which I can feel passionate, uh, that gets me up in the morning and I'm excited to go to work. You know, that, that's a, and it's not everybody's goal, but um, certainly I think if people could find themselves in that situation, they would be, uh, they would be happy to be there. Uh, at LinkedIn, there are a handful of ways in which uh, I think people could begin to explore uh, things which are closer to the things which matter to them. So the, the first one is that there are, as I said, hundreds of millions of professionals on LinkedIn. And there's a huge thriving conversation occurring as we speak among professionals doing everything you can possibly imagine on LinkedIn. So those conversations which are occurring in public, people are talking about it publicly, are great things to explore. So what I would do is I would, I would jump around LinkedIn, leap from conversation to conversation to profile to company, and just find things when, when you have a few minutes, which align well with the things you care about or, or intrigue you. Not everything is something you're going to recognize right away, but if, but if you feel that little tickle of, oh, this is interesting, then follow that topic or follow that influence or participate in that conversation. Just by listening to them talk, you, you can get a feeling for whether that's a good match for you. Um, it, it's, it's worth spending a little time doing, and, and that conversation is happening right now on LinkedIn, and just go to the search bar and get started. Uh, so in terms of finding a good match, I think it's a good way to go. And, and the great thing is once you find that match, the network you build on LinkedIn is a path by which you can begin to pursue uh, a change, if you want to, in order to, to get closer to the things you actually care about. Uh, LinkedIn is also a place already where you can find ways to give back. I mean, I, I personally think that one of the, the main pillars of uh, a professional life is uh, in addition to reaching your own success and uh, supporting your network uh, is to actually give back to the, to, to the world around you. And LinkedIn actually affords this in a bunch of different ways. Um, but probably the clearest way is uh, through, uh, through mentoring and through uh, supporting organizations that matter to you, uh, both on your own behalf and for your company. So uh, for mentoring, we have, a, we have a, a mentoring marketplace where you can essentially say, hey, I'm happy to talk to people uh, and you can put limits on who you'd like to talk to. 
in order to be able to help them out. You can find that, link that from your profile. And then similarly on the profile, you can basically say, here are the causes that I care about. Here are the things that I would like to volunteer for. And that's essentially skilled volunteering. And that's everything from, from charities to mentoring organizations to, uh, to uh, uh, Teach for America, and the, the list goes on. Whenever you add one of those things to your profile, it also becomes part of the way your company is perceived on LinkedIn. Because when people go view your company, they can also see uh, here are the causes that the people at this company really care about. So it's a, it's a good way not only to represent the things that matter to you, but also to, to find other opportunities and to essentially build a little bit of a movement through LinkedIn for the stuff that really matters. That's fantastic. Well, Alan, you've been very generous once again with your time and your perspective. And uh, people can take a look at Alan's LinkedIn profile, which uh, might be a good model for how you might consider uh, changing your LinkedIn profile. And I think we should all be following Alan on Twitter. Uh, Alan, uh, what is your Twitter handle? It's just Alan B. A-L-L-E-N-B. Terrific. Alan, thanks again, and uh, you've been very gracious. Thank you, and uh, take care. It's great to talk to you all. Bye-bye.